street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Epistemic, episode number 14. Got a big crowd today for you. Um, my name is Reed Nicewonder. I'm your host for today. And we have uh, our co-hosts, Anthony Magdabosco and Daniel Earls. What's up, you guys? Howdy. What's up? Hey, Good Daniel. to see you. Great to see you. We also have a few guests today. Um, we have Max Mullen. What's up, Max? Hey. Nice, nice to talk to you guys. I'm going to be on... Not on camera because my broadband is a little bit slow, so I can I can't hear you guys if I'm on video. That's cool. No problem. We also have Todd Yoder. What's up, Todd? Hey, glad to be here. Excited. Sure thing. Good to see everybody again. Yeah, and last but not least, uh, Sid Maximus. What's up, Sid? Hey, y'all. Good to see you again. Nice. And this uh, group here is the group who went to the American Atheist Convention last week, and we helped table the street epistemology uh, table, and we helped uh, Anthony with his workshops for street epistemology. And it was a, a really great time. Uh, want to just give a general overview of the event, Anthony? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so the American Atheists had their, I don't know what year convention it was. I should have looked that up. I'm not sure. Does anybody know which one it was? Oh, uh, no idea. That's a good Close question. Close to 20 years. I know they kept saying that word around. Yeah, they've had several before this one. This one was in Oklahoma City, and it ran from March 29th through April 1st. It was it was fantastic. They had reportedly 850 people show up. They brought in Hugh Laurie, the actor who plays House, as the main speaker. And it was incredible. I think at one point they asked people to raise their hands who there was from Oklahoma I would say roughly a third of the hands went up. I would say probably something like that. It was a good turnout. Uh, and a lot of people were tabling. They had some great speakers. They allowed us to do a street epistemology workshop on Thursday, right as shortly after they, st they opened up for registration, a couple hours later, we were doing our workshop and I was a little worried we weren't gonna get a lot of people because I figured half the people are going to show up on Friday. Who's going to show up on Thursday afternoon and register and go to a workshop, but we filled it up. The room held 85 people. And I think at some point we had to turn people away at the door. And that was about an hour and a half long, very well received from what I can understand. And even before the conference, uh, even before the workshop was done, the organizers were making plans to accommodate a second one, which we did two days later. And that went really well. And in between then, I was able to give a talk on street epistemology to the main, on the main floor, I guess you could say. There were probably 600 people there listening to me talk for 45 minutes and show video examples. I had five little video clips. And the main gist of my talk was that I think street epistemology is, is crucial to the, the future of atheism. And I think it's a turning point for atheism. And it ended really well. I got a standing ovation. I was so excited to see everyone like standing and cheering, yeah. and, it, and it went good. Um, the only there was one little hiccup. Uh, the speaker before me took a little extra time to answer questions, and that cut into my time. But I think I was able to cover all the major points, and 
we tabled and we, we can, that's, that's kind of why we brought you all here uh, because you guys were the volunteers uh, and there were a few others as well. They couldn't be here uh, to help us table and promote street epistemology. And we want to kind of get into uh, some of the anecdotes, some of the things you observed, some of the things you liked, didn't like uh, that kind of thing. So uh, that's sort of a high level overview of what the weekend was like. And I want to really get into the details with you guys and see what you thought. Sure. So, yeah, what should we cover first? Um, there's, yeah, the two workshops. Um, I helped out in the second workshop. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, let me talk about the backfire, fatal, backfire fact a little bit. And I basically re-listened to that most recent uh, You Are Not So Smart podcast and kind of transcribed some stuff and uh, read a bit about that. And it was nice. Yeah, that was neat to see you helping out with the with the second workshop and answering questions. Uh, that one was a little tricky because we were coming up against a, a, the start of another speaker. I didn't want to cut into her time, so we made it optional. Hey, in fact, the second one, we had 110 people, somebody counted, mm -hmm. for the second workshop. Uh, and then we said, hey, before we get into the Q&A, if anyone wants to leave and go catch this speaker, please go ahead and do so. And then I'd say... 30 or 40 people stayed for the questions and answer session. It worked out really good. Um, but in the interest of time, um, I believe Sid has to go fairly soon. So we wanted to get his perspective of things. So Sid, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Why did you go to the conference? What were you hoping to get out of it? And tell us some things that happened to you while you were tabling for street epistemology there. Sure, sure. Um, well, I've been uh, running a every other weekend a small little get together in Denton, Texas, where we just atheists have lunch. And uh, I've gone to a, a Skepticon, which was pretty fun a couple years ago. And I've always wanted to go to the American Atheist Convention, and I was trying to get there really hard this year, but the funding wasn't quite getting there. And then when you said, "Hey, we can help out. We may be able to help with that," it made it perfect. So I really appreciate you guys letting me be able to do that. Um, uh, I got there on Thursday. I was the first one there, and uh, which was nice. I got there early on Thursday morning, and I got to meet uh, David Silverman. He was out like setting things up, so I got to talk to him for a couple of seconds. So that I forgot great. about that. You were the first one. We were, we had a Facebook Messenger group set up, and I think you said, "Yeah, I'm there. I'm looking around, scoping out the tables." Yeah, they didn't even have one for us, and I started bugging them about it. And what? then we got I didn't a table. Know that. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, I'm going to get a table. And then you were like, hey, did we get one near this one? And then I started <laughs> bugging them about that. And they were just like, and I heard an anecdote that someone overheard that they were like, God, these street epistemology guys just keep bugging us about tables. They're not getting moved. And, <laughs> and oh. then I just dropped it after that because I was like, all right, it's fine. We got a table. We're good. Oh, that see, fine. that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Th there should have been no ambiguity about that we we definitely were supposed to have a table and ideally we wanted to get it next to the recovering from religion one at the request of daryl ray uh, dr daryl ray he is a big fan of se he sees the benefit of it and we love the association between our two groups um but yeah in <laughs> we try <laughs> if i remember right we i don't know if you were there max yet but we were yeah we we tried setting our table up next to the RFR one. And then within two minutes, somebody came by and said, who told you you can move? Yeah. So we, we, we kind of <laughs> tucked our tail between our legs and went back to our original spot. So we tried to make that happen, Dr. Ray. We really did, but it didn't happen. But anyways, we, we still had a good, we still had a pretty good location, I thought. 
I, I think it was a great location because it's right there next to registration, pretty close. And um, people were wa always walking by and watching. I, I spent a good lot of time sitting there and talking to people and um, it was fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, what else? Uh, after your second um, workshop, right as we came out, there was some uh, street preachery people at our table and I got to talk to them for a little bit. Um, and the funny thing is, is that even though we've been talking about street epistemology all weekend, it was still <laughs> almost impossible for me to not go into the counter apologetic stuff. Cause he started talking Wait a about, second. yeah, you were working the SC table and still struggled. It's to still tough. It, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, because you know, they're so good. These street preachers at <clears throat> saying things that you want to just counter you know, I didn't do it too hard, I don't think, but uh, it was still tough not to because I have so many anecdotes from so many years of just arguing with people that I just like pull them out. You know, mm. it's but but it was nice. And yeah. then I think a lot of people really like the SE because out in the world, it's hard not to be angry and antagonistic when they're angry, and antagonistic at you. And, you know, we get labeled as, you know, the angry atheists or just the arguing atheists, you know. And having this skill set and this this uh, these rule they're not rules but having street epistemology helps not get into fights I think you mm. know because you're just asking questions in a respectful way you know and I think it helps get people thinking instead of arguing and and I think that's why so many people at the convention really liked your talk was because you were talking about how to not basically not be a dick you know and and. And and that's that's hard for some some of some of us. Uh, <laughs> um, should I should I think? What, what's interesting is like ten minutes before you got there, he had me cornered. The same guy. Yeah. And you, you, and, and he he was like talking on a script, and he he's throwing out all these big words, and half of it was going right over my head. But I just tried to stay with the SC, and uh, we went detoured all the way around that, and it was really interesting. I, I even asked really, him. I was like, uh, did did you just like are those other people's words that you were saying? Cause it didn't sound like those were your words and he didn't know how to handle that. He's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, it would have been cool if they would have gone to one of the workshops. I would have loved to have had mm. theists. In fact, I think I, I might've, I think there was yeah. one actually. I listened to a podcast on the plane home last night, um, from a, like a, a preacher or a minister who was in that second workshop and, didn't actually role play as a Christian. They, they, they yeah. were just sincere as, mm -hmm. as themselves. I think that was the same individual that ended up writing an article about the convention where he went to the main speaker. It sounded like he attended my talk and then the next day came back to see the thing with Hugh Laurie. Mm -hmm. And it was just really, in my view, is a pretty unfair char uh, character characterization of the event. Okay, so, um, so you had Theus showing up. How about atheists? You have a lot of atheists come to the, what was the typical response? Were people confused? Had they heard of it before? Um, what were your thoughts on that? First one was a pronunciation of epistemology. That one was the first, episto, epistopal, epistopomobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobob
And actually, yeah, at, at your second workshop up at the front there, I talked to him during the uh, question. Exciting things is the constant buzz at our table. I mean, people coming and asking questions and uh, giving us examples. How would you respond to this? And uh, so that was really neat. Mm. And there's yeah. a, there's another view of our setup. Yeah. And we were right across from the Atheist Community of Austin table. You yeah. can just barely see it in that other picture. Yeah, there's me standing there watching one of my own videos. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, what's this picture from? Is this the first one? The first workshop. Yeah, that's the first word. Yeah. Yeah. Second you one can, was a bunch of tables. That was it was fucking packed. There there weren't any seats. Yeah. We had we had to turn people away at the doors. I'm you pretty sure it was against code how many people were in that room. It was uh it was eighty five was the limit of the room. I counted I counted at one time ninety one. Oh, okay. Yeah. That we had in there. So they were packed. They were packed in. Yeah. You know, I, I gotta was, say I, though, I like the second this is the second room. I like this room better. It was a lot larger, round tables, the audio video was great. It was cool in there. Uh I just yeah, this one was good. We had about a hundred okay, somebody counted hundred and ten in this room, I think, at one point. And you can see there I'm showing Reed's video as people were filtering in. Now, I noticed how many people were really interested in learning it from you. They had good questions and were really excited to try and practice it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the questions during the second workshop were good. Like, not that the first ones were bad, but I found like the second one, it was more emotional. Like mm -hmm. somebody, somebody asked a really good question. Daniel, what was it? It was something like, do you ever feel guilty or something like that? Do you remember? I do. Go ahead. Uh, the, yeah, the lady asked, "Do you ever like have guilt when you talk to people, and like maybe if you do convince them that they're you're taking something away from them?" Basically, is the mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. and she kind of got a little teary-eyed about it. So I was getting teary-eyed. Mm -hmm. I think a few people were, and yeah, and yeah. fortunately we had Reed in there who's been doing this for a while, and then Daniel himself who went through the process, and mm -hmm. and that was neat to to be able to not even I didn't even have to answer that. Could have. But um, Daniel got up there and ended up addressing her. Yeah, I wanted to. Sorry, my mic was muted for a second. I was looking something up. But yeah, I'm, I got a lot of that this weekend, too. And I, and I kind of expected that as much where it was like, oh, well, does this really work? Or is there evidence of this thing kind of working? And being able to tell about my own experience with the process was really awesome because you can kind of see it on people's faces being like, oh, really? Like you were a Christian? It's like, yeah, dude, you can go look it up. Like mm. that's real. Um, and also, I mean, they are right in asking, like, is this an ethical thing to do? Because I mean, we constantly have to ask ourselves that every single time we have these conversations, we have to know, okay, when is a good time to stop and when is a good time to keep going? And that's not always clear, unfortunately. Sure. Um, but you know, we're always going to be having these conversations anyway. Right. And, uh, whether you're out on the street doing street epistemology or you're doing it with your own family at home. I think the best way to look at it is to say, okay, what is the best method for having these conversations? And, you know, I just think it's the best one so far from what I've seen. So I'm glad I'm able to share that with people and say, Hey, this is, this is okay. You know, it's, everything's going to be all right. So, yeah. I think it's funny that the ethical <laughs> question comes up with SE and it seems like nobody's really bringing it up when you're arguing. No, I have to really consider the the ethics when you're arguing with somebody about their God belief, but exactly. it, yeah, but it comes up with SE, and I think it's more effective that it's coming up because I think perhaps people see the the efficacy of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, 
It was, it was really awesome. Uh, there was one woman, I think she attended the second workshop and she was really excited. She sent her husband who was at home, all these links or st just started telling him about street epistemology. He started looking stuff up. And then she t said the next day, my husband's really skeptical. Where's, do you have any data? Do you have any examples of people that have come through this and don't believe anymore? And, <laughs> and I said, I'm glad that he's skeptical. You should be skeptical. Mm -hmm. And she was really excited about that. And I ended up sending her some links to videos. Um, to pass along to her husband. Do you have anything else you want to add, Sid, uh, before you head out? Um, no, other than just I had a really great time. It was really cool to see meet all you guys, and and it, I'm definitely going to come to the next convention. Um, it was definitely worth it, and I learned a lot. Even though I've seen a lot of your videos, I mean, even I learned stuff, you know, on and especially in that second workshop with. The, the, the pyramid tiers and stuff like that. It, visually, it helped me out a little bit. So um, nice. other than that, that's just my take on it. And um, yeah. Well, every time I looked up, it seemed like you were at the table manning it, really. And uh, not that not that everyone else here didn't pitch in, but you were there a lot. And I really am grateful that you were there to represent SE and and you know, pass you. along pass along the information so people can you know learn more about it. It was fun. Cool. Cool. Uh, Max, is there anything you want to add? You kind of have a unique twist on things, if I yeah. remember right. Yeah. Uh, when Sid was talking and he was talking about how people, you know, get into arguments, and it reminded me of when you were talking in your talk about how raise your hand if you've ever damaged a relationship due to your non belief, or I don't know if you said raise your hand, but have you ever? I'm sure most people in this room have done some damage in their lives to their relationships due to their non-belief and arguments. And I think street epistemology is the best way to keep from damaging your personal relationships when you're challenging beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important part of street epistemology that you pointed out. And um, I know that a lot of people have a difficulty being nice to religious people, religious believers who are atheists. They would rather just term a new one. They can't stand, you know, faking niceness. But I think I tried to advise people that you could use street epistemology with any belief. It doesn't have to be a God belief. And there's a lot of atheists that could use you know, learning how to revise their beliefs easier as a tool to, um, you know, learn to communicate critical thinking better. And it's not just religious believers that need to know how to do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you have some story where you started learning SE and then teaching your family about it or, or they overheard you doing it or? Yeah. Was that all yeah, my mom um, got really interested in skepticism, and um, she started a skeptic blog. And the whole reason is because I was getting into this street epistemology, and I was asking questions and getting people to reflect on their beliefs. And she thought it was really cool and interesting. And she just, I think she's a success story. <laughs> for someone who's been affected by street epistemology and really turned her life in a different direction. Would she be okay with you sharing her blog name here? 
Of course, yeah, her blog is skepticreview.com, like one word, skepticreview.com. Cool. Great. I'll check it out. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Todd? Did, tell us a little bit about your experience this past weekend. You you were kind of straddling both tables. Two Literally. tables. Literally, yeah. I, uh, I volunteer with uh, Recovering from Religion, and so they needed help. And so I was back and forth quite a bit. Um, when I seen that there was a slack in our table, I'd come over and fill out, fill in. And uh, so I was going back and forth. And what I like about it is that, like you said earlier, that the, the two tie together so well. Um, I'm a chat agent and we get people coming in, asking questions. Um, and they're in all different um, different positions in their journey. And sometimes we'll have someone come in and say, I don't believe anymore, but I still struggle with knowing whether or not there is actually a God or not. How can I know? And in situations like that, SE is really nice to have in your tool bag to um, peel back the layers for them. You know, what do you, what do you believe and what method are you using? And so I, I really like that. As far as the SC at, at the convention, like I said earlier, I was really surprised at all the buzz around our, our table all the time. Um, and people would come back two, three, four times, um, following up with questions and wanting more information. Um, and we had a, a, a tablet out there to take emails and we couldn't get people to sign up their email addresses at first, and then we decided, let's start giving out a T-shirt. Give us your email. We'll give you a T-shirt. Uh, and we still, we ended up filling up a couple pages. So, yeah. Actually, I think that made it easier to get give the T-shirts away. Because if you were just yeah. giving them away, people were like, wait a minute. Why are you just giving it away? But if you're like, oh, I have to do something like sign this thing? Okay. Okay. Right, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Humans and their psychology you know we have a form for capturing emails on the se website specifically for conferences but we didn't have a dedicated device for that um if i ever replace my ipad which i might soon uh, maybe we'll have we could just keep that on the page but yeah somebody had the great idea of, let's just pull out a legal pad of paper and just start capturing emails but i didn't realize that uh, there was a there was a catch but that that catch made it easier to get the email or yeah. give away a shirt it sounds like yeah yeah I mean, we'd still give away the shirt if, if they didn't, but I definitely, that got a lot of some people at least. Yeah. Yeah. Kept the flow going. Yeah. And I, I saw a few people wearing the t-shirts the next day too. In fact, uh, it was kind of funny. Phil Sessions from the Atheist Experience was asking where his, oh, there's one right there. That's a white one. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to try to hook up Phil with it. So maybe, hey, you never know. We might see, we might see that logo on, on one of yeah. their shows. I if got the Thomas Thomas Westbrook, uh, also known as Holy Kool Aid, to wear his street <laughs> epistemology T-shirt on the last day of the conference, and I was like, "Dude, I have to get a selfie with you in this thing." Mm. So he made it look good. He's it's, mm. it's pretty awesome. Mm. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, That's I'll cool. have to send it to you. Um, it's pretty cool. Did anyone ever come up to the table and and share a profound story with you? I I. I I find myself engaging with people and hearing all sorts of very passionate stories about how SE helped them. Uh, it's it's helped them have better conversations. And there's even one story I want to share with you. I asked him if he could type it up in an email, and he sent it to me this morning. 
um, that I can share with you guys later. But did you guys have anything like that? Did anybody, good or bad, um, relate us an experience maybe where they used it and it failed or, or helped them? I, I didn't personally have one at the convention, but on the recovering from religion, I've had people come in as a result of SE and they were searching. So it's, it's, it's effective and we're reaching people. Well, that's why I think Daryl Ray sees the benefit of associating our two tables, our two groups with each other, because yeah. Uh, in fact, the letter that I want to read later is, um, is a guy who discovered SE videos and it led to him abandoning his belief and then reaching out to recovering from religion. Mm -hmm. yeah. I uh, I didn't have any, so I think a lot of people that came up to me were really wondering how to improve specific situations like uh, with mm -hmm. family members in particular. And they approached me with specific claims that they had and stuff and how to address that. And you can tell that just being an atheist in some of these situations just kind of hurts them in some way or kind of, lens away from their credibility somehow when you're surrounded by other people who don't believe the same way you do. So I like to think that telling them how they can maybe approach it in a way that's non-confrontational and um, just kind of addresses closer to the heart of the matter uh, really gave me a lot of satisfaction. I, I don't know if I can remember any specific stories, um, but just lots of, I remembered a lot of people talking about family in particular, and that really struck a chord with me. Mm. How you said? Uh, yeah, I do think that uh, it definitely helps with family when it comes to the, the idea of just letting them think and being calm and asking about reasons, not reasons, not about reasons, but about methods. And it gets, because if you start arguing about reasons, just it's a rabbit hole that never ends. And since you can't get away from family, the rabbit hole just keeps going. And so if you just and then if you can, I like to get off of the religion and just start talking about science or you know, how do you be, know things in general philosophy, not specifically you can kind of get you off the, the religion topic sometimes if you're just talking about epistemology. Um, but with that, I actually have to jet. Um, it was great talking to you guys, and um, I'd love to come back on sometime and chat a little bit longer with you. When I don't have to go uh, make a few dollars. If you know we understand, I mean. Sid. Thank you very much for carving out some time for us to do this. Appreciate no it. No problem. Thanks, guys. And thanks for your help, too. Sure. Anytime. See you next. Okay. Bye, Sid. You know, I, I think I referred a lot of people, probably five to 10 people, to the article that I wrote of how to use SE with loved ones. That's on the, uh, it's, it's a blog post on the Street Epistemology website. Um, yeah, I think there are a lot of people looking to have better conversations with not just not just strangers, but but um, their mom, their their husband, their kids, that type of thing. Yeah, I have a fun quick story about meeting Tracy Harris on the first day. We were sitting across from the Atheist Experience or Atheist Community of Austin table, and uh, it was really great uh, meeting Tracy Harris there because uh, she had a shown a couple clips of my videos last year and on an episode of the atheist experience and oh that's right and uh she came over to talk to me and that was really nice thanks tracy we'll link to that episode of the atheist experience where they showed a couple of reed's videos did she recognize you or um i'm trying to think if the, you were in the clips that she showed and it was probably a while ago a few months ago maybe yeah she did recognize me 
she did another, yeah that was another thing that was so bizarre just walking around the conference and having random people just come up to you and saying you know uh i've seen your videos and they're pretty cool it's really nice yeah yeah, like I said, uh, your your video with Tia was the one that I showed as people were filtering in for the second workshop, and then I think I ran a different video for the first workshop. But yeah, that's neat. It's a that's different really experience neat. watching people watch your videos. Oh, you know what? We should we need to talk about. Um, we had a little time. You well, you Reed and Daniel had a little time, and then we joined you later to go out and do SE in the courtyard, and you brought your camera along. Was that Saturday? I think it was Saturday. Saturday evening, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Did you have any good conversations? Was there any? And there's some pictures. Look at that. Yes. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. There was this um, like botanical garden right next to the hotel. So Daniel and I uh, went over and kind of commandeered a little table for ourselves, S set up a little sign, and uh, had some conversations with people walking by. It was funny. It was Easter morning or the morning before Easter, I think it was on a Saturday and it was really nice. Uh, had a bunch of people stop by and had some great conversations. And there's me in that like salmon colored uh, shirt um, trying to get people to stop because I don't know, like it, it didn't seem like a lot of people were seeing the sign. You can just barely see it in this picture. There's one little sign there on your table. So I was going around trying to like, hey, he's doing five-minute interviews. Are you interested? Head over there. I was trying to corral people or or at least let them know what you were doing. Um, mm -hmm. It was interesting. There was one guy. Damn, I wish he stopped by. What was his thing? He said that he believed in ghosts. But they can't cross sea borders. Yes. They're, they were in Africa. They're back in his home <laughs> country. But yeah. That's why he loves living here because they don't go across oceans. Mm-hmm. And, but ghosts, ghosts are definitely real. Yes. I'm like, oh, would you, you know, if you're interested, this guy's doing interviews. I thought that that would just be perfect. But it was so weird having all of us, and Todd was there too, amongst some other people that knew SE. I've never seen so many people do SE all at the same time. Like we were all having these conversations with people and stuff. It was really, really interesting. <laughs> we, I was, you know, most times when you see people having conversations like this, it's because they're proselytizing or they're, or they're doing something. But like we were, we were just talking about anything that was coming up, and, and we had a lot of interesting conversations. So it was, uh, it was really fun. Yeah. If I could, I'd love to talk briefly about my overall experience with this conference. Um, you know, this was my my first atheist conference, and that's um, a big deal for me to see as many people as I have. I've, I've been out to the atheist community in Austin, you know, and I've met all the guys down there, and a lot of them know me. But this is the first time I've seen so many people all in the same room. Um, you know, kind of believing the same thing I do, essentially, lack of belief, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, gosh, I felt really inspired to see all the work that people have been doing for so long in all these different communities. Um, I got to talk to Gail Jordan, who uh, is the executive director. She's still the executive director at Recovery from Religion, right? Um, yes. Yeah, and so she first messaged me when she first saw my video, uh, like almost a year ago now. I can't believe it. No kidding. And um, and was talking to me. Was like, hey, how are you doing and stuff? And I'm like, wow, like you have so many important things to do, 
and you had the time to come talk to me about my experience and stuff. And, and it's just so awesome to see everybody coming out and supporting each other. And uh, I got the same kind of experience as Reed. I was kind of like, I felt like this little minor celebrity from the people that did happen to recognize me. It wasn't very many, but the few that did, it was like, yeah, your video was really cool and, and helped me think about this and that. And I'm like, oh, that's that's really awesome. I'm glad I could contribute uh, you know, in, in the small way that I can. And I hope I continue to, so. Hmm. I didn't realize that she did that. That's pretty cool. I, I yeah. think I, I, um, I think I mentioned RFR in our follow-up video. Uh, and then um, did did Hemet Meta post about it? I'm just yeah. thinking maybe she stumbled ac across it there, and then um, that's really neat that she reached out to you to see if you needed resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. So, wow, that's cool. How long how long ago was that? That was right after I we posted that video, so that must have been uh, July of last year. I'm gonna look know? it up. Um, yeah. And at the time, I was getting a lot of messages and support from people and stuff. But it was really interesting to see her because I was like, "Oh, uh, I think you have like a Wikipedia article or something." Like that's a that's a big big name. So <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was really interesting. And I got to meet all kinds of people like Thomas Westbrook, Arn Raw. Um, of course, I already knew the guys down from Austin, but yeah, I got to hang out with them, and, and that was really cool too, um, especially the ones that knew who I was. So that that was what was neat. Like everyone seemed accessible and friendly. Um, yes, people were busy. Like I barely had a chance to talk to David Silverman. You know, he was just mm -hmm. running around like crazy. Um, but like Aaron Rod was there chilling and signing books, and there's Tracy Harris over there. Oh look, there's Phil Sessions over there. Uh, it was neat, man. It was just it was cool. It was cool mm -hmm. to see everybody and. And make connections too. I've made a lot of a lot of connections. Um, I've had people, um, somebody that's in publishing, asked, "What can I do? I really like what you're doing. I want to try to help in some way." And we have a project coming up where I might need some publishing. Another guy just messaged me saying that he's with, uh, um, what is it? He's a publisher and wants to know if I'm writing a book. And if so, hey keep us in mind type of thing. Hmm. So this, this was great. It was great for outreach to tell people about SE. And I think it was great for catching up with people. And I also think it was great for making contacts for future projects. And we made a, some of us made some uh, contacts roundabout ways where we're having opportunities to speak about SE. Um, I was contacted yesterday with a free, um, free thinkers group in Arkansas and they want me to come and do a workshop for them. Hmm. And, uh, That's so fantastic. We, we have that scheduled. We're meeting uh, June the 3rd. So already have it on the calendar. Oh, dang. So, so. That's great. Uh, Daniel, did you get a speaking opportunity out of this too? Sort of. Um, I was messaging some people because I was actually trying to get Thomas Westbrook to get uh, recognized as a speaker for the SSA, I kind of wanted to help him out and said, hey, if we get you in here, you got to come down to Waco, you know, um, and he's actually going to come down um, in a few weeks and go do that with us. So that's going to be really cool. But in my process of doing that, um, I was contacting the national people from SSA and they're like, hey, you know, we really want to get some students that know more about SE to come at the conference. And I was like, you know, I can do a workshop for you guys if you want. And he's like, yeah, sure. So we're kind of talking about that right now. Uh, it's nothing's official yet because we got to see about funding and all kinds of stuff because um, Lord knows I can't pay for myself to go all the way over there, but we'll, uh, we'll see. I hope it works out. That, that'll be this end of June if, if that happens. So 
That's cool. Yeah, I made, I, whether you guys use it or not, I don't care, but all the slides from my workshop and the presentation I uploaded to a Google Drive. So for anybody watching or listening, if you type in tinyurl.com forward slash AACON18SE, it will route you directly to that folder and you can download that. It's got all the video clips, the keynotes, even some notes that I wrote to myself to keep me on, on track are there. So feel free to take those, remove the logos of the American Atheist, for example, put your own group on there and give a talk or give a workshop. It's, it's not that hard to do. And if you can teach people this method, I mean, that's, that's really what we want. We want more people using and using this method and teaching it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. So any other announcements, uh, coming up, uh, any other conventions or anything? Uh, I got a few things coming up. I wanted to see, um, if Max had anything he, he wanted to add, I feel sorry. We have you just sitting there, buddy. Yeah. Um, well, I just, you know, I really like street epistemology. Street epistemology is what got me interested in atheism in general. I was never an atheist to begin with. I was really a strong about Buddhism and I wanted to learn about atheism because I had some friends that were interested in it, but I was never convinced by like Richard Dawkins because he was kind of against, you know, the sort of conventional view of God. And I just couldn't grasp my head around that kind of God when I was a religious person. So it didn't mm -hmm. convince me. And then I read Sam Harris's book, the end of faith, which is kind of about the consequences of faith and like terrorism and stuff, but I don't really think Buddhists are at danger to be terrorists or anything. So that didn't really convince me either. So straight epistemology helped me because it got me interested in like reality and what matters to finding the truth and asking questions because it matters. And that kind of stuff really um, got to me and I, made me think and I started to care more about the truth of my beliefs rather than just, you know, having nice beliefs or pleasant beliefs, you know, actually care about reality and what matters in reality. This might be a perfect segue to read that letter that I got from somebody. Uh, I'll share it with you guys and then we can get into what we have coming up, I guess, if that's okay. Cool. All right, um, so he writes, and let me see if he covers it here. Yeah, so this is an individual that stumbled across SE videos and then ended up abandoning his belief and then reaching out to RFR. And he was at the conference, and I had a chance to talk with him, but not nearly as much time as I wanted to. So I would asked him if he could put this together. Just give me a summary of what his journey was like. So he, this is what he sent me this morning. He said, Watching street epistemology videos gave me the courage to admit to myself that I am an atheist. They demonstrated time and time again the doubts of Christianity I had struggled with for many years. They showed me that atheism can be civilized and caring. They opened the door to being honest with myself and helped me find ways to take my first steps into the atheist community. I don't remember how I stumbled into street epistemology videos. But once I heard one interview, it snowballed and I couldn't watch enough of them. I saw every argument I had been fed over the years questioned 
and I couldn't agree with a single apologist being interviewed. Over time, the videos made me more comfortable with questioning. They allowed me to actually search for definitions of atheism and what it means. I thought of the people being interviewed in SE, defending what can't be defended by reliable means, and allowed myself to accept the fact that I am an atheist. I was filled with joy and relieved to have thrown off the coat of oppression I secretly carried for so long. I cried to my counselor as I shared about my deconversion. I joined local Facebook atheist groups and eventually found Recovering From Religion. I've worked at developing a new social circle of open-minded people. My family and my wife are believers. I'm still trying to figure out how I want that to go. At this point, it's not important enough for me to tell my family that I am an atheist. That may change in the future as I've gained more tools in communicating in these instances. An additional thought to consider about the public availability of SE videos. One of the things I've been working on over the years is overcoming social anxiety. In the past, talking about religion was very uncomfortable and, I had, and had I been approached by someone practicing SE in person, I would not have been able to hold a conversation without being swallowed in anxiety and fear. Having the videos available online gives people with anxiety the opportunity to passively participate in these dialogues without fear. While I have made great, while I have made great strides in my own anxiety, especially since deconverting, I still appreciate this aspect of the body of SE videos online. Mm. Isn't that awesome? Mm -hmm. Wow, it's, it's really nice. I never quite thought of it that way. That there might be people who are are ripe for questioning their beliefs. But if, if they're not comfortable having face-to-face -face conversations, then how do they go about doing it? And that's, that's another benefit of having those videos out there that I never considered before. Awesome. Fantastic stuff. Mm. Cool. Any last, last words before we go to announcements? Great conference. Good times. Good times. It was. It really was the best conference I've been to ever regarding an atheist conference. It really was the best. The bar has been set extremely high. So uh, the next time the American Atheist Convention rolls around, folks, really try to go. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Todd, how was your experience doing the face-to-face -face, uh, conversations? Was that the first time you've been doing that? or No, I, I do it um, the organic way where they just naturally occur, occur, but being on the video out on the park with you, uh, the first one, I was pretty nervous, <laughs> but, but after one or two of them, I was like, this is fun. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then things smooth. I seem to roll pretty smooth. I mean, I haven't been able to watch the videos or anything. So after I see the videos, it may be a different story. <laughs> so yeah. did you do one on video? Uh, we did three or four, didn't we? Yeah, you, we were out there for a while. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, after yeah. I went back, maybe? You sat yeah. down at the table and did some? Oh, okay. I didn't realize you. Yeah. I thought you bolted out of there, too, for some reason. No. Me and oh, me Daniel and I, we had yeah, headed back, we right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah you, we no, had the I VIP dinner. Sorry, mm -hmm. guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, that was a new experience for me, and I uh, it, it was actually ended up being fun, and I enjoyed it. 
So thanks, Reed. Reed pushed me. It's like, Todd, come <laughs> on, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you think your next organic talk would be easier because you did some some active ones? Um, I I think mine usually flow pretty easy with people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sitting getting my new tires on my truck or something, and you're in the waiting room, and and it's just like anything else when you do something enough you see things that you normally don't see if if i'm a roofer i'm always looking at roofs as i'm driving down the road or if i'm looking to buy a new car you see these cars everywhere that you're looking at and if you start doing sc and you're looking for opportunities they're they're everywhere so like your uber driver hand example oh, yeah. that was that, that was pretty that was pretty funny so. I'm trying to think if I ever explained that publicly on camera or not. I don't know if I should get into that here or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I listen to podcasts now and I, I say, I, like I, I was listening to one this morning and thinking, oh, he was so close to asking a good how question, but then he went back to what? Mm. So, yeah. Once you kind of get into this mindset, it's kind of hard to get out of it. Yeah. Not that I'm complaining. I think it's a good thing. Awesome. <clears throat> All right, so you have a, a a new thing coming up soon, Anthony, in Dallas. Is that right? Yeah. So this weekend on Saturday, I think it starts at one p.m. at mm -hmm. uh, in Dallas. There's the Faithless Forum. Go to faithlessforum.com, and you could probably still get tickets or show up at the door. It's going to be a gathering of YouTube content creators. They're all gathering and uh, sharing their stories, sharing their tips, techniques, and uh, they asked me to kick things off with a with a, just a short little 10-minute keynote, and then I'll be giving a workshop on street epistemology. Oops, sorry. Dog barking. Um, so that's going on. And then uh, I got a, a podcast coming up. Have you guys ever heard of the NCG podcast? No. It's with a guy named Michael Jones. Um, I think they changed the name now. It stands for Nuanced Common Ground. Uh, so it's a very like philosophy heavy type of theistic podcast. So that's coming up on the 18th of April. And then I was invited on a ex Jehovah's witness podcast. If anyone's heard of Lloyd Evans, uh, he's been around for quite a while and he invited me on his podcast on the 25th of April to talk about SE. And I'm really excited about this. I just found out about this yesterday. There's a really good likelihood of being able to give a workshop on SE at an upcoming Secular Student Alliance conference at the end of June in Ohio. And from my understanding, this is a conference where the leaders of all the SSAs across the country meet once a year. Oh, wow. So this yeah. is like teaching the teacher type of thing. This could be a huge, mm. where I give a workshop, give the materials to these folks, and then they can be teaching S SE to all the SSAs, mm. all the Secular yeah. Student Alliance uh, groups across the country. So I'm really excited about that. Like as far as like, um, you know, the optimal use of my time, this is a very good event to go to. So this, hopefully this we'll be able to conference. talk more about that soon. Yeah. This is the same conference that I was talking to them about. So we'll hmm. see if we'll probably end up doing something together then. That's cool. I didn't know you were going to go. So. Did they invite you to do a workshop? That, that was what we were talking about. Yeah. Okay, for, maybe some know, wires got crossed there. So maybe, okay, well, well, I think they wanted some SE stuff there, and I offered to do a workshop, and we're like, okay, 
And this is this is conversation for the other day. So maybe they ask you and they want you to do it. I'll go with you. We'll do it. We can do it together. I don't care. Well, uh, depending on how much time, like I think it would be interesting to give a workshop on this is how you learn. This is what SE is and, and this is how you learn it. Mm -hmm. uh, but then maybe a secondary one on, okay, now this is how you teach it. So maybe maybe we can still work something out with them. Yeah. But we'll talk about this offline with them. Yeah, I'm down for whatever. But yeah. That's pretty cool, Daniel. I mean, because you were right there. I mean, yeah. you, you were on campus. And uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. That's the thing. Like, I would really have no problem with you doing that at all. I mean, you're, you're, you're closer to that age. They might respond to you better. You've been through the process. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I mean, shit. The the big challenge with these uh, with the, with the SSA and these college campuses is that there's a huge representation of religious uh, these religious groups on the campus, and you you were with one at one point. So yeah, and in my own between. in my own SSA, I talk about street epistemology like all the freaking time, and I know they must get annoyed at me because I bring it up so much. But really, it's just such a useful tool when engaging with believers or you know about anything and so i would love to do my own thing if i could just to kind of establish like hey i am i as a i don't want to say convert of the method but you know kind of uh, let me do it but you know like i said as i'm more it's not about me it's about promoting the movement and uh, the method so any way that we get it out there i'll i'll support you and and what you do and stuff so yeah, it's going to be really cool. Um, I would like to announce really quickly that I am going to be, I am working with someone right now on doing another podcast as well. Um, and this is kind mm -hmm. of under wraps. I will say um, it is with a Christian apologist who has asked me to start a podcast with him. Um, and I gave it a lot of thought, talked to a lot of people, and, and now I've agreed. So we'll see where it goes. And that's all I'm willing to say right now. So interesting. You know, yes. Fun. Uh, that's going to be happening probably within the next month. So very nice. We'll have to look for that. Mm -hmm. Well, let's give you. I think we're kind of rapid. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add regarding the uh, the convention outreach before we get into who you know how people can reach us? I don't have anything else to add about the convention, but this weekend I'm going to be at the Reason Fest in Kansas City, or it's actually Lawrence, Kansas, at the uh, University of Kansas. And uh, I'm working with the uh, uh, Recovering from Religion up there. We're going to be tabling up there. So any listeners, if you're going to be there, come by and say hey, and we can talk SE um, at the table also. So mm -hmm. I'll, wear, I'll wear one of our buttons. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I will also be at the Faithless Forum this weekend with Anthony. So catch me there too. Woo! Yeah. yeah, I'm flying. I'm flying out on Saturday morning, and then flying back. I was going to fly back on Saturday evening, but the last flight out was like at nine o'clock in the evening. Um, so I ca I have the next flight out on Sunday morning. I'm not even getting a hotel, so oh, I think wow. I'm. I just hang out, have a few drinks, go to the airport, sleep a little bit, get on the airplane, and come back home and take a big old long nap. Nice. I think I'm going to be riding up with Russell Glasser. I think he's going to pick me up from on the way from Austin. Cool. Uh, I'll have to text him and see if that's still the thing. But <laughs> is there anyone else from the ACA going? Like um, Mark? I I'm not sure. I've kind of gotten mixed responses from people on whether or not they wanted to go. Some of them I know can't go, um, and I'm not even sure if Russell's going to go. To be honest, mm -hmm. so I have to see. <laughs> Bottom line is, if you're in the Dallas area or near, and you're interested in in 
atheist YouTube content creation, primarily atheist stuff. If you want to meet the folks that are generating that content and will be generating that content for, for decades to come more than likely, this would be a really good opportunity to meet those folks. Faithlessforum.com. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Awesome. Cool. Cool. That was a really good episode, guys. Thanks for thanks for doing that. And I guess we can give our uh, social media or any contact info. Um, again, read Nice Wonder here. You can see me at Cordial Curiosity, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, how about you, Max? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find my Facebook, Max Mullen. At, I'm a, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And my Twitter's at RealMaxMullen. And that's about all you can find me on. I'm not on YouTube. If you ever need to borrow a large screen TV, Max is your guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Todd? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at tyoder61. And uh, my email is tyoder61 at gmail. So you can reach out that way. Cool. Dan? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at ObjectivelyDan. Uh, and you can find my YouTube. It is the man, comma Dan. Uh, and you can also catch me on the Street Epistemology Facebook study pages, where I post on their page occasionally. And uh, you can message me on there. So awesome. And Anthony, uh, my Twitter is Magna Bosco, and my YouTube channel and public Facebook page are Magna Bosco two one zero. And I try to be very accessible. So. Message me on, on any of those platforms and I'll try to respond. Perfect. All right. Thanks, guys. And until next time, see you later. Hey, good. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> see ya. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.